This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, well, um, welcome guys. Uh, what a day uh, it's been as uh, we've been planning forums and all sorts of different things. Um, so we've uh, launched another Get Off Your Chest and I'm proud that uh, uh, Johnny from uh, Chickens on the Loose is uh, joining me as co-host tonight. Uh, and I thought we'd just, uh, we'd talk about anything you want to really. Um, you know, what's going on at the club, uh, the uh, transfer window, our squad at the moment, the performance from the other night, anything that you want to talk about and get off your chest, basically. Um, all views are welcome. Uh, we're not kind of going to, you know, um, start. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Oh, basically kind of cancelling people because uh, they've got a different view to everybody else. But um, let's just try and have a bit of fun as we go along. Um, but we're looking for speakers. Um, and, you know, you might have a comment about the ownership at the moment. You might want to talk about Ryan Sparks. 
Um, you might want to talk about Stephen Gent. Uh, there's so much that we could talk about with Bradford City, which is our life as a Bradford City fan. But um, uh, I'm going to shut up. Um, anybody want uh, got anything on their mind at the moment? Let's maybe start off with the transfer window at the moment and uh, where we're short as uh, as a, a club right now, in, in your opinion. Has anybody got any thoughts on that? I'm thinking we need uh, a backup goalkeeper now. I know Harry Lewis has disappeared uh, to the rivals of Carlisle. Uh, so I think we need a new, basically, a, a goalkeeper. And possibly, if Young stays or goes, another striker. Someone who's quick and can score goals for us. Yeah, there's always been that worry with Andy Cook, hasn't there, Johnny? Um um, and you know if he gets injured or if he goes through a bit of a poor patch of form, um, what do we do? Um, you know, you know the obvious answer is that you bring you know Jake Young in and and do on. I'm not convinced right now with Tyler Smith. Um, I, I don't know what your views are on that, guys. Young's back in training now, isn't mm. it? Uh, it's been plastered all over the uh, club socials. So hopefully, Touchwood. He will be back in action against Swindon and possibly will score, hopefully. <laughs> Do you think he'll celebrate if he scores? <sighs> nah. If he scores, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I've, seen, I've seen a lot of memes on uh, Facebook where, I'm, I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter, where he's got Young scoring, saying, oh, Young scores an own goal and he slides in front of there fans of summer and celebrating it's been pretty funny actually on twitter this day. yeah over summer um okay come on we're looking for a speaker come and uh, come and get involved and uh, let's have a chat um you know you might want to talk about the forum that's coming up on monday if you want to i'll i'll answer any questions on that i can um or um or anything that you want to do that right johnny and it we'll talk about anything right now yeah, talk about anything. We've got a, an hour and a bit of sort of fill. So, so we just need that brave person to come on and uh, and start us off rolling because you don't really want to be listening to my dulcet tones all night. Because I'm about the fans forum, what's being organised by yourself and the city event. I'll be going to that on Monday. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see quite a few fewer there and just. You never know. Change, change happens. I think that the the forum. Well, as you know, as a group, we've been trying to get members um, so that we can act as an official um, kind of in an official capacity to represent our supporters across the um, across the country. Um, and uh, you know, it's difficult because there's a level of scepticism when in a group like ours comes along um, because you're starting from nothing. But I think what's happening now is that the the club, um, I think anywhere that we look at it, you know, from where Rupp uh, took over to where we are right now, there's many different things that have happened um, in that time period. And, you know, some people for Rupp in, some people for Rupp out, you know, and this tonight's going to be an impartial one, but the fact of the matter is, is that we've regressed as a club. If you look at things on paper, you know that's that's fact. You know we've gone from almost in the championship, Johnny, to where we are now. You know we're languishing in sixteenth place in Division Two. 
um, I'm sorry, League Two. And the fact of the matter is, is that communication from the club um, has died. I mean, we're not even getting inside match days at the moment or inside training. And I think what happened with the Vent guys is that we 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 had the match the other night against Salford. Stands were noticeably kind of sparse. Let's be honest. And then we saw a you know a, a reluctance to release the attendance on that night. Yeah, you know, and then you start to look up you know, in the interview. Brian Sparks is saying that um, Jake uh, that Stefan Rupp hadn't been to the ground since I think at the beginning of the season, and then we know that he was there against Harrogate. So, you know, we've now seen this increase across the fan base of people wanting to ask questions, you know, of the club, and we've tried to get answers or try to push to get a platform where we can get the answers that are needed. Um, And the fact is now is that, you know, the club uh, refusing to do a fans forum. Um, Some people might say, well, what are we going to learn from that that we we don't know already? Well, that's the gamble, isn't it? But the fact of the matter is, if you get 200, 300 Bradford fans in in a room, with Ryan Sparks, where he's got nowhere to go. I'm not saying it turns into like pitchforks and torches, but the fact is, is that he has to, you know, he can feel the tone of the actual supporter base. They can advise him exactly of what we think's wrong, because I think that Nigel said today, who's, who's joined us, you know, the fact of the matter is we're its biggest, we're the customers, we're the biggest percentage of revenue that comes into that club. Um, and you know, my own view right now is I think that we're solely lacking a plan of some type to move forward with. Yeah. It's like looking at what's been said in the TNA news conference, uh, the TNA interview, what Ryan Sparks has done. Yeah, uh, I see there's been. A couple of parties being interested. Uh, just going to quickly find it. Just what are you doing that, Johnny? Look, guys, really would love to hear what your views are on this. So, you know, we, we, we all have different views. That's fine. It's not a free-for-all down one side of, you know, club bashing or, um, or sparked bashing or whatever. But I think that there are questions to be asked of the club right now. Um and, you know, do you guys think there could be a detrimental effect on season tickets? You know, you know I'm, I'm hopeful that some people will be brave enough just to, you know, come on and, and, and give us their views because that's that's the reality of why we do these things is you get off your chest and, and give us views. Anyway, John. So, yeah, so I found it here. So this little snippet here, has, has there been any serious interest in buying the club? Uh, there's been interested parties. I can't say a great deal because I'm bound to a non-disclosed agreement. So does that mean something's happening then if someone's bound to a non-disclosed agreement? The, the standard business practice, and I know this from my own kind of business dealings, is that when you enter into kind of some sort of um, you know chats about you know purchasing the club or looking at accounts and things like that, that you, both parties tend to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which then binds them over. Regardless of what happens, they're then bound for a period of time where they can't speak about those those things. So, 
Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty normal. But even if it doesn't lead to anything, you know, um, they're still bound by that uh, NDA. Yeah, because at the end of it, he has said, uh, uh, "I have opinion on asking price." Yeah, so on the end of it, it says basically he can't speak about it, but things have not moved on. Mm. So, so I wonder if part of me is thinking, I wonder if something is happening or they're trying to chat about something and try buy someone trying to buy the club. Because the figure that was being banned around, and I, I'm hoping that maybe somebody um, who's joining us tonight kind of knows where this came from, but the, the figure they're banding is about £10 million, uh, is, is allegedly what Rupp's looking for. But I'm not sure where that came from. Um, anyway, Jake, Jake might know, uh, uh, Johnny. Uh, Jake's joined us. Thanks, Jake. Um, what do you want to get off your chest, mate? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about what you were just referring to, so I can't, I can't help that. But... Um... I don't know. I mean, I wrote a piece in the work for the past, which was published this morning, and uh, it's taken me a while to kind of think about where I'm actually at with the club at the moment. And I think I'm best get the same place as lots of us, right? It's kind of confusion, it's disenchantment, it's frustration. And it's not... what The kind of central point I was trying to make in the article which I wrote is... I feel like we've become a club that's just served to exist. I mean, last season was probably one of the very few highlights of the last six or seven years, right? You know, it felt like everything was moving correctly off the pitch and on it. Um, and the kind of, the summer of recruitment, which, you know, has been well documented, and the struggles of the season just seem a million miles away from last year. And I, I just can't, well, I've got obviously ideas as to what might have happened, but... I can't quite work out how you can go from being so close and playing so well and just needing to, you know, refine your squad so, so, so very finely. Like, I think two or three players, if we'd have added them over summer, would have probably turned us into top three title contenders even. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that from, like, a kind of delirious or crazy player. So, I mean, you know, we lost Critchlow and we lost Banks, who were probably two of the most talented lone players we've had in the last few years, and I think everyone would agree on that. Who were big gaps to fill, right? But... You know, the spine of the squad that we started the season with, or rather that we went into the summer with, just needed to be, you know, slightly added to. And I get that Patterson was obviously meant to be that goal scorer in number 10 who came in, and that's not why for whatever reason with his injuries, which he's been unfortunate. But it was a very, very weird summer of recruitment. And I just, yeah, that coupled with... And for me, the, the bigger frustration with the club is where are we actually wanting to go? So... I'm grateful that fans of the minute are actually trying to, you know, start an honest conversation. I know that there'll always be people who say, you know, time for words is over, you know, there's that need for action. I think for me, it's trying to define what we actually want from this football club and, you know, clearly move like a pathway forwards. So in the piece that I wrote, I talked about clubs like Luton, like Brentford, like Bournemouth, you know, these clubs who 10, 11 years ago were playing week in, week out in League Two, they, they've, they've progressed so much further than we have. And we really haven't done anything. And I think that comes down to a lack of broader overall plan and structure for the club. I mean, don't get me wrong. When the club was sold, so to speak, in 2015-16, it was in a great place. It really was. But like so much of that has been undone. And it's a real shame. And I think to watch clubs come up from the National League and constantly surpass us, you know, to see other clubs at our level buy talent from the National League or from low end of League 2, develop it, move them on, but get them up in the process. And we just continue to exist and it's a real shame and i think lots of i'll stop talking in a second because i've kind of gone on for a bit but i think <laughs> no, i think for me where i've landed is it's just we need to genuinely define what we want from this football club and that needs to be ownership it needs to be 
you know, at board level. And I think that there needs to be more participation in terms of letting people come into the club and try and help. Because for me, this isn't about, you know, saying to those currently operating the club, you know, we think we can do it better than you. I think actually what would be really good is if there was, you know, a genuine appreciation from everyone to kind of work together. And that's not me criticising anyone when I say that. What I more mean is if a club is welcoming fans and able to let fans try and, you know, steer what's going on in a really like positive way, you know, we all have different experience from our day jobs and our lives. And I'm pretty sure that we all want the same thing for this football club, which is to be successful and to rise up the leagues. And the way that we do that is by working together, you know, not working in silos and particularly not, you know, in this period of, you know, really poor communication from the club where no one really knows what's going on. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell from me. But, yeah, not great at the minute, is it? It was a, it was a real shake. Uh, I did enjoy reading it. We, we've commented on, on the with the post um, uh, tweet or whatever we're calling them these days. I think that, you know, one criticism I've had of Bradford for some time now is I always feel that there's been a lack of ambition um, and a lack of bullshitness, you know, in terms of the transfer market, you know, in terms of the facilities. I, I want them to basically kind of, if we're going to get called, you know, what we get called, the biggest club in League Two and the biggest fan base, then act like it and, you know, have that arrogance. But I, I agree I don't see a DNA in the club right now um, compared to, you know, a little while ago when, you know, Bradford were renowned, we played wingers, we basically put, you know, we attacked, um, our signings were based around that. But I, I can't, you know, apart from the first part of Stephen Gent's arrival, that first transfer window was solid. And I can't then see what we're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, Ryan Sparks has gone missing. Um, you know, I don't think that the, the, I don't, you know, I think that the TNA thing has backfired on him right now, if I'm being honest, because I don't think that it's, it's really, it's really given the answers to the questions that uh, people have got right now. No, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, just to kind of build on that, I think it comes down to a question of what do we actually want to do and how do we want to actually achieve our goal? Because our goal is to get back up to championship level, I think. you know, If you ask anyone of what we want is you know, to be in the league that we've not been in for you know, a very, very long time. Um, and that's not about us seeing ourselves as a championship club. You know, We're, we're a club with a big stadium, but a fairly meagre kind of off-pitch you know, setup. And I think that what we need to actually decide is how we're going to do this. You know, For me... And like, don't get me wrong, with recruitment, it's a mixed bag, right? So like last summer, we were very, you know, a lucky and beat. We clearly identified the right players. You know, we sold Harry Lewis on. Um, obviously, there's rumours about Jake Young, but clearly he's somebody who came in, has been very good and could potentially be an asset for us. You know, the lone players we identified were great. And there's a few misses, but generally speaking, it was good. Now, for me, surely as a club in the two level, you look at what's been successful. And the clubs who've been successful are the ones who've identified talent. They've identified players who would either fit the system so that they can play a certain brand of football, or if they've not gone for that approach, they've gone for talented players, usually in the league below, to be honest, who can come in, score lots of goals, you know, and eventually be sold on for profit. And there's countless examples over the last few years. You know, Andre Gray, when he went to Luton, was like, you know, amazing. He's got like 30 goals at this level. You know, he's the first one that springs to my mind, but there's been tons of others. Then you also get the league two clubs who develop their own talent and sell it on. Players like, you know, Ollie Watkins, who obviously went on to Brentford and now is, you know, England's second choice striker. 
I'm not saying that we're going to do that, but for me, we've got a massive stadium, which we should want players to come and play at Bally Parade. We should not be going out every single week at home and panicking in front of a really big fan base. And last season, to be fair, we were better away from home, but we were still kind of solid enough at home. This year, we've been really, really poor at home. And that's not me digging the players out, but surely to me as a club, it speaks to... Look at the National League, and I don't keep repeating the National League, but I think this is like a really strong point to make. You know, clubs who've come up last season, Wrexham and Ox County, are far better than we are this season. You know, we went to Meadowland and we got absolutely trounced in our first half, you know, and that is because they were a very good side who knew exactly what they were doing and played a really strong brand of football. I'll pause in a second because I know you've got your hand up, but what I was going to say about this was, you know, they've clearly lots of talent at that level. Now, there's no reason why we couldn't look at teams in the league below who were doing well towards the right end of the table, you know, try and perch their top talent, bring it into our club, and then play in front of massive crowds, you know. I can't see any, like, player in the National League who's going to not want to do that. And that means that you bring through young and hungry players who are keen to pay for the club, and if they're good, we can sell them on for a profit. And if they don't end up being, you know, fantastic, I'm pretty sure that they'll play for another club in the league, or if not, go back down to the level below. So that's just one example, but I could talk for ages and I'll stop for now. <laughs> so before we go to Lee, we've just had a couple of Facebook and YouTube comments. So this is from Robbie on Facebook. For me, the owner, that is the problem. One, we don't own the stadium or tr- training facility. The other week, the first team had to stop training to make way for school kids who wanted to play on the field at lunchtime. Ryan Sparks can only do what he's got in front of him. He's only just bought that is given to him. Just remember before the season started, we had to pay 500k rent on our stadium, etc. That believes the signing act for the outcome is that we need new owners who's waiting to put money in as long as they run. And then and, uh, on YouTube, I believe the club was sold too quickly. Uh, absolutely inexperienced owners. These are uh, these owners, new owners, don't seem to know what progression of the club is. So, yeah, it's um, but you you look back over the history of uh, of Bradford City over recent times, and you start to see, you know, chinks of of lack of ambition chinks of no plan chinks you know chinks of all sorts of things and i think we're now at a stage where quite rightly fans are starting to question um you know but i agree pretty much with everything that jake said there um lee uh thanks for joining us mate um have you got any comment on that? Do you want to talk about something different uh, about Bradford City? But uh, what's your views, pal? At the moment, I'm playing catch-up with you all because I'm a little bit late getting on. So, uh, But I, right, one, one thing I would say is I've followed Bradford a long, long time. And it is probably the fastest roller coaster club you've ever been watching. I mean, I go back to 1959 and it's up and down and up and down. It wouldn't be Bradford City if it were any different. That's why we love them. What I don't get is some fans are saying, stay away. That's going to kill the club. They don't want to do that. They want, if, do we follow Bradford City or do we follow Rupp or do we follow... Rupp won't be there forever. Sparks won't be there forever. People like them come and go. So... I think it's a difficult one. It, like, is. Um, it is. I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the reality right now is that we're a club who went through two administrations and many of us will remember that period Certainly of time. Do. It wasn't Jeffrey pleasant. It wasn't pleasant at all. Yeah, uh, and, and it wasn't pleasant. I think that is. This, is, <laughs> yeah, this has been building for some time you know it gets papered over the cracks get papered over when we start to perform a little bit better on pitch but i think even if we start to go on a run of wins right now i think there would still be kind of concern shall we call it i wouldn't say derision but concern um about the direction of the club the fact of the matter is is that rup um owns this club rup is a disinterested owner and he's not the first there is others there the argument at the moment is that there is you know that we are a club with no assets the biggest asset that the club has at the moment is its fan base yeah. which is worth a lot of money to a prospective buyer simply in terms of merchandise and general revenues etc and what they can do with that so that would be an attractive proposition to um to a prospective buyer um the other side of things as well is is its catchment area as a, as a city in terms of Bradford, as, you, as everybody knows on this call, is a large city and it has a good catchment area. Um, so that would be attractive as well. Uh, and then the potential of it, if you can get a kind of a side and invest into a side that actually can perform, then you you know we've seen it, all of us have seen it when we've actually performed you know, and we've got momentum you know, I don't think there's any kind of louder place to go than Valley Parade. And also, you know, um, we can, we've seen progress. We saw it all the way up to the Premier League. It can be done. But at the moment, I think Jake touched on it. It's, it's kind of what what's the plan, Lee, if you know I what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. We don't have one at the minute. The, there is no plan yeah. at Bradford City until someone comes in and takes over from Rupp. And Sparks, I'm, I'm not beating Sparks up. Um, I'm in, I was involved in rugby league at quite high level. Um, he's all about Sparks, is Mr. Sparks, unfortunately. And his dad will tell you the same thing, I might add. Um, where do we go if we lose the fans? There's only one place we can go, and that's down, and that's where we are now. We need the board. Who is this board? There is a there is a know, It's it's invest. But they're only allowed allegedly only allowed to invest if they don't say anything. Now yeah. I I wouldn't yeah. invest in something like that, so why they have I don't know. No, it's a, it's a it's a tricky one, but you know, I think the fact of the matter is is whatever happens, Lee I think it's getting to a stage now. We started to see signs of it in the earlier stages of the season with, um, you know, the potential for protest. I know that tennis ball thing didn't really go anywhere. Well, and, you know, that's, that's fine. No, and, you know, and that's, that's fine. But I think it's getting to a stage for a lot of people where, you know, and you only have to read kind of some of the socials and see some of the, you know, the, the yeah. people speaking where they're going, I've got better things to do on a Saturday. I can go, I can go, you know, right. spend time. With, yeah. I can go spend time with my grandchildren or, you know, and, so, and bear in mind as well, we've got a, a part of our fan base that travels a great distance on a Saturday or a Tuesday to get there. I mean, I think of Labib at Nottingham Bankman who, you know, comes all the way home and away. You know, you've got, 
people traveling from Scotland, you know, uh, you know, and people from Kent, from London, that, you know, as well as our own Bradford fans, but our own Bradford fans are going, you know what, I'd rather go do something else and watch this side. And what I'm worried about right now, and it might be, you know, and we have to consider this, it might be the only kind of way is that we have to start hitting Rupp in his pocket. Now, yeah, but we're not. The flip side of it, yeah, the flip side of that though, Lee, is that then it starts to do damage to the club. But after a bit, you go, well, what option do we have? Well, like I'm saying, we the, the only thing we have got is the club, irrespective of who owns it, who's running it. And the only thing we can do is let them know how we feel, whether they want to hear it or not. If they want to brush it under a carpet, that's at their peril. And then we need to get together as fans. I remember Stafford Higginbottom and Tordoff calling a public meeting at St George's Hall to save the club from going out of existence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, yeah. The fans have to yeah. speak. They have to have a voice. Adam was saying the other night on that uh, forum there. The fans forum yeah. don't exist anymore. Don't have a voice. But no. we need to let them know um, we're here. We ain't going anywhere. We're well, going to support Bradford, irrespective of what they think or say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lee, stick around. Uh, hang on, because uh, you know, might want to speak a little bit more. Um, Johnny. Yeah, so before we go to... Sorry, Jamie, I know you're waiting a little bit. Uh, we've just got some more Facebook uh, comments coming. Uh, so this is from Martin. All the talk about selling on. Bringing players in that sell for profit. Bring on players, sell for profit. How will we pro proceed or Proceed if, if everything... We have decent players, we sell. We are never going to move up if... I think he's put my... Well, basically, we dream of, yeah. So, on about selling players like Jake Young, for example, there, if he goes, will the money get back into Bradford City or anything like that, or will it just go into his back pocket? Uh, Jim, have you got anything you want to say, bud? Yeah, I, f I think for me personally, the performances, yes, they've, they've not been the best performances, let's be honest. But the most important, but what's more important, fans can. At times, if there's a project, you can get behind it, knowing that you're not going to do well for a couple of seasons. If there's a project, but the problem is there's there's no project. What does Bradford City mean these days? Sparks a couple of years ago, when I think when Connor Sellers and Trima were given the job permanently, he said this is a building block and no matter what happens to managers, this is the direction that the club is going in. And then within two months, they're sacked, a new manager comes in with a new direction. After giving him an extension, need... if you remember. <laughs> yeah, sorry, an extension, yeah. But we needed... We need something to get behind. We need a direction. We need we need to know what what the club is is doing. But I think at the same time, the club also needs to work with the fans. This fans forum that's happening on Monday is fantastic. But why are the club shying away from it? Why are the club not sending somebody along to actually listen 
to fans' opinions. I don't believe we've got a leader at this moment at the club. There's nobody at the top. No, Rob would... don't want to know. He keeps making his money from his helicopter seats. Sparks on the clue because he talks to him regularly, he says in Telegraph, does he? Or does he just get told what to do and say? We don't know. But maybe Ryan Spark needs to bring bring people in to support him. That maybe I'm not yes people. I think Ryan Spark seems to have a. The, the, the problem you've got there, Jamie, is that you know the, 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 there's a question mark over of Sparks, and I don't want to do a bashing on no, him. It's not the point of this. No. But but the facts of the matter is is that there's you know there's there's elements of ego there, uh, and you can see it. You know, even like kind of like most fans have commented on That's it. There is ego fans there. Backs up in it every time. Sparks yeah. is arrogance. Yeah. Pomposity. Yeah, and 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 so. Most people, you know, I've seen various things, great ideas. Why have we not brought an operations director in who can look after the football side of things? Why have we, you know, why is he... Do because I don't think he'll allow it. I don't. Yeah. I was going to say that. Would he be allowed to bring people in that might undermine Rupp's grasp on power? And who knows? Well, again, Rupp's always going to have the ultimate power in it because he owns the bloody yeah. club. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I think that Ryan Sparks, he'll clicks his way into an office in the morning because he's got nobody watching over him. Yeah. He can make whatever decisions that he wants to make. And we have to then question some of those decisions. Lee, you mentioned it, you know, offering managers a new contracts so and then firing them, offering them extensions and getting rid uh, of them. Yeah. How how's that stability for our it's club? Not. How do you? But then how do you, the, the, the and then the knock on effect is how do you then get stability on the pitch and consistency? Well, does that feed into players as well? Because I obviously see that exactly the same as we do. Well, Marais basically said pretty much that it on commentary did, last night. Did. Um, you know they're not stupid. You know, you can't tell me that they're all watching social media, regardless of whether we can see them or not. There's, they know what's going on from fans. They're well aware of it. Um, so you can't tell me that they're not aware of this kind of, you know, a little bit of um, disillusionment at the moment from fans. And judging by commentary last night, you know, the the reality is is that Valley Parade was flat last night, completely. Well, did do, did we ever find out actually how many fans were there? I read somewhere they were quoted at like 16,000. My ass, it was 16,000. Not a chance. I think they said 16,537 or something like that with 157 from Salford. I think there were a few more from Salford. Yeah. I don't believe 16,000. That has 16, been in the past, though. And apparently, according to the club, there is a, a legal reason why they have to do all ticket sales. That's what the club has said in the past. Whether it's whether it's true or not, the club has said that they have to announce all ticket sales, and that includes season ticket well, holders. So it's never it's never been accurate. No. I think it. all I could glean from that last night is that ticket sales would account for the figures, but a lot of people didn't go. Do we, do we reckon there was about seven and a half thousand there last night? Yeah. Give a take. Less, yeah, I would. I wouldn't disagree with that. Mm. There certainly wasn't okay. sixteen thousand, maybe eight. 
top. Yeah. Jamie, uh, Lee, stick around, guys. Uh, Johnny, did you had your hand up, pal, um, and I don't want to take over here, so you crack on, mate. Yeah, so on about... We've had, just, uh, we've had Stuart, who's had another coming with Facebook again. Roop is interested. He's inherited a team on the back with his old... Uh, right. People are saying there's about 6,000 fans there. Possibly the actual attendance online the other day uh on about the crowd yesterday and stuff I, I went to the game and the atmosphere horrible uh i did go on radio leads after because i was frustrated and i said i think if i rated the atmosphere at the ground yesterday out of 10 i gave it a two uh, i know the cop yeah the I know the uh, northwest corner tried to get going, but my opinion yesterday, the game was boring. I know there's been a poll on uh, Twitter. I think Dan put something up on Twitter earlier on, and it ran the lines of, did you go to the game due to the weather? Yes, or couldn't you be bothered going? So with just the atmosphere, the club, and like people need to say the... The atmosphere and everything it needs to the club needs to change a new corner because personally like i said yesterday on radio leads <laughs> it's hit it's hit the titanic titanic has hit the iceberg and this club is on life support and going back to what you said lee uh if fans don't go it could absolutely ruin the club it could it could ruin the club can i just make a quick point i'm just going to jump in thank you for uh, accepting me on about you know, you're going on about the attendance and stuff like that. I don't think that is the core problem at the moment. I think the fact that fan, well, I think fans are getting bored. I think we're getting bored of lead on. And I think, you know, we've had that since Rupp and Co took over the club in 2017. We've had that year on year aggression last year, exception I get, but I think it's just all too Bradford City. I think, you know, people, don't want to sit in cold, they don't want to sit in wet and rain. Yeah, that could have been one of the highlights why people didn't go, but I don't think 10,000 people drop off your attendance for that. I think it's... Do you, it's, do you, think, that's, do you think that's the DNA of our club then? I just think... I mean, I've only sported since 2010, but from what I've read from old days, you know, you know John Dockey and Peter Taylor, it just seems, you know, you know, it just seems like it's a vicious cycle of. There's never been any progression. I think it's a lot like Bradford in general. You look at the state of the city centre, you look at state of Bowls, you look at state of Park Avenue, it just follows that downward spiral that we kind of regress into, and I don't think until change is done in the city in general I just don't see any progression within the club, I, re I really just can't see that I can't see that moving forward, you know I have to go past Ellen Road quite a few times, you look around their ground you know, there's, there's murals there's, you know, they engage with the you know, but you know, they engage with the community, you know, there's murals around the ground, they paint the phone boxes little stuff like that, we never seem to have that at city, it's just you know a big part of what a football club is being part of the community that you're in and they don't engage with it. They don't engage with the fan base. They don't engage with the community. We just seem to be in the ground and that's it. You know, there's no like, 
there's no influence with the area there's no sponsors within the area. it's just everything within the culture seems lazy it just seems like there's no ideas they it's don't just, get a lot of well from council either neither did bulls yeah well bulls did in 2000 and they got bailed out yeah, but well, my point is, is not by Bradford Council. But you, but you could do something with a council. You know, we don't engage. We don't engage as a fan base. Who wouldn't? Because we've got one fans. We've got one fans forum a year, which is a necessity more more than an actual reason yeah. to do it. You know, we need that. I'm not saying every week, but every quarter of the season four fans forums to ask for which are you know like this not cherry picked with people that ask easy questions I, I don't think that's unreasonable Dan to be honest oh, with you once well, a quarter yeah I think that'd be great Dan thanks for that mate um, I think it's a fair point uh, just to to um, a Twitter comment Chris Potter uh, hi Chris thanks for writing mate even the football isn't entertaining. We pay to be entertained, not bored. And I think that's kind of, um, that's come across. So when you add that product onto kind of what's going on around the club at the moment, you know, it's not surprising that kind of some fans, um, um, you know, are, are kind of disillusioned. And, you know, I, I said uh, the other night on on um, a space that I was on, the fact is, is that some people got to that quick uh, where they could see that they, you know, things weren't going to progress. Some it's taken a little bit more time. Some are still kind of um, looking at the club and going, "We'll be all right." Um, but I think that for me right now, you know, there's enough kind of um, levels of concern, shall we say, across our supporter base to be having these 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 you know these forums and asking these questions. Um, I've just found the attendance as well, thanks to Richard, who's uh, in the group in the uh, in the space now. He posted it on uh, the Bradford City Up the Chickens group. Uh, the attendance was sixteen thousand five hundred and forty nine, with one hundred and eighty seven travelling Salford supporters. Right. Okay. There was definitely not six, no. and we all know what sixteen and a half thousand looks like in that ground. I think the the point to add is that they've always done this. Every football team does that. So, you know, by the fact that they published them because season tickets have been bought, next yeah. year you're going to see the actual attendances because, you know, even if it's a legal obligation or not, the club are going to sit there and go, yeah, we got five and a half thousand. They are going to do that. No one's yeah, ever going to know what the official no, figure no, was. But... Which, spin. you know, that's just, that's a positive spin. They're never going to influence negativity. No. But we need to be looking further in the attendances. You know, people are saying weather, which it might be in the perfect storm of weather, couldn't be asked or just not going. But that if two seasons ago, three seasons ago, I still don't think on a Tuesday night with weather that it would have been that low. I think mm -hmm. there's a reason why it was that low. Yeah. Um, thanks, Dan. Stick around, mate. Chris, uh, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, over to you, mate. What do you want to get off your chest? Basically, it's um, oh, by the way, thank you all. Uh, yeah, two things that I can see wrong with our club at this moment in time, and it's been going on for quite a while. And if you've seen any responses I've put on Twitter, it's aimed at Ghent. His recruitment is. It's, it's shoddy. It's poor. 
But I'd question something else as well. After the game, when you look at how we played, probably apart from Gilead, who just runs, 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 whatever he does, where is the stamina? They all look like the the lacking fitness majorly. And I don't know who it is, is to blame for, for training them because they just look completely on the legs. I don't think we've had good stamina since Nick Allenby days, Chris. Yeah, I totally agree with that. They're a little fed up as well. To do you think it's to do with the training facilities? And like, I know, I think we've been training on, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, is it 4G at Bradford Park 5G. Avenue? Uh, 5G, I wonder if they get good reception over there. But uh, do you think it's to do with the pitch they train on? That's why they're getting so many injuries and stuff like that. Chris, you can speak if you want to put it. Yeah, I've, I've got no idea, but it's something inherent. It's not just... Well, I don't think it can be just a, a, a level of how bad the pitch is or something like that. It's the actual keeping them fit, the training, the what they're doing in the spare time. Are they, are they at a gym? Are they doing whatever they need to do to get the fitness up to a high level so that they can perform on a Saturday, perform on a Tuesday? They look lackluster, big time. Yeah, but... yeah. Have you got any thoughts? Sorry, there's Di- uh, we've got Diane and then Jamie. Have you got any thoughts on it, Diane? Love? No, I just think it's the pitch. When the player um, Woodhouse Grove is completely different to a 5G pitch and everything, so it could be that, that they aren't used to training on a 5G pitch, like other teams will be. I know they played behind closed doors on Saturday, didn't they, when they'd no match at Park Avenue? Yeah, they did. Um, can I just put another caveat there, though? Do you just think that we've signed badly? I don't know if we have, but it's like some of the players you might need to get rid of. It's like everybody goes get rid of Ash Taylor, but sometimes when I've seen him, I didn't go Tuesday because I'd done my ankle in, but I was going to go. Um, but sometimes Ash Taylor does put some good shifts in, and then other times it's crap. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, me personally, I don't think that we've had a good transfer window since Ghent's first, being honest. Um, I look at some of the plays we've signed and I'm, 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 I'm trying to think why we've signed them. Uh, when there's been other positions that we've been crying out for, the, the most notable one for me was uh, when we were in last season and we got to January transfer window and, and we were crying out, we knew we needed to buy another striker or, or get another striker in. Um, of, with some quality, and and we didn't, and I, I think there was another position as well. But um, yeah, uh, Jamie. Yeah, it's just a quick one, just on the training pitch that people have been talking about. This isn't something new. This is the same training ground that we've been using for, I believe, at least ten years. At, at the school it's not uh, can I that... say something it's been longer than that yeah um, because I used to go my dad used to work in Shipley and I used to go that way when I was a teenager and they were training on it then yes yeah, so it's so it's not something that's just that's just started so I think a lot of people in the past week have, have l- l- leached onto this comment that Graham Alexander made about 
being thrown off the pitch by the Bielsa school had a, had a class. But that was the same in the Premiership years. We we were still at that school. We still had to give the the pitch across to the school when needed. That was the same when Allenby. I'll just I'll case. just make a point. We actually didn't. We used to train on a field which was behind, which is now converted into the flood defences. So that's why we've had to move. We didn't have that problem. We used to have a pitch that was past the school behind another one that the school didn't use, but we don't have that anymore. So that's why we have to now use the artificial and the other school pitch. That's That was from two years ago when they started doing that. But I believe, when, weren't we at school when, when Parkinson was there? I believe we were at the school when Parkinson was there. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying that right. we've had to... So there was. if you go to Woodhouse Grove, you can walk down the side of the river. You used to walk through a set of gates, and we used to, to train behind that. That's not there anymore because of the foot defence work at Apple Bridge. So we've had to move okay. on to the school pitch temporarily. So that's in the last two years maybe why we've had problems with... Well, we've always had a bit of an injury problem, but we've had to move on to that pitch. And obviously, winter, water, and it's next to a river. It floods, doesn't it? So yeah. that's in the last two years. I don't. I think they're going back onto it next year. Yeah, but got, I could on, be wrong. On the bulb on the board at the group at the school, it does say pitch one, but for city players only. <laughs> That was the one that I was talking about, but they can't yeah. use that at the moment. That's oh, they, that been. Been, uh, they, did, they did when I went down. Oh, well, the last time I went down, but that's what I was making a point. Maybe that's why we're getting injuries at the moment, because we're switching from artificial grass, going, travelling around. It's, again, disorganisation within the and club. Nobody's mentioned in yet the state of our home ground itself, or Blackpool Beach, as some like to call it. I think it's always been like yeah, that, though, yeah. isn't it? But I think I watched I watched Reading game. I've watched Wigan game, Bolton game. The, a lot of pitches in in North, you know, around around that where there's been bad weather. I think it's to be expected. We had really shit weather, didn't we? Yeah. I think you know. So there's a lot of clubs like I was watching Man United game. There's patches of theirs on sidelines which are rough as hell, and they've got what how much money to spend. So I think. You know, in balance for a League Two team, we're not going to have the best pitch, are we? But it, it didn't bubble, did it, on Tuesday night? If you went, and it, did, it, it didn't bubble or like that. Yeah, didn't stick. It, you know, it's just not going to grass on it. Absolutely yeah. rock hard with all that sand. But we do have to, at the same time, give, give credit to to the ground oh, yeah. team, yeah. who I think do an amazing job on limited, very limited. I agree funds. totally. They can only work with what they've got. Okay, okay, guys. Um, I've just got a comment from uh, uh, Scrapman. Uh, we brought three players in and three players have gone out. So how have we trimmed down the squad? Which uh, Chris touched on about the uh, uh, again. Um, we've not got long left in this transfer window. Um, and um, so do we think there's going to be a, a massive influx? Is there anybody of the opinion that we're going to see Young go at the last no. minute um, as, as somebody's mooted? I can see what's going to happen there. Uh, my prediction that probably Young will probably go, I don't know, four o'clock, five o'clock last day, the transfer window. Yeah. And then we'll go into uh, the Samuel 
uh, Emu used to play for Wolves, who we got, and they were rubbish. I think we're going to go into that area where we'll end up panic buying a, a, a 50, 35-year-old striker who can't hit a band door. Already got one on them, Matt Derbyshire. Yeah, I'm about to say Matt Can I be honest? I don't think we're going to get rid of Young. I, I think if we were going to do it, we'd have done it already. I don't think that hype... Don't forget, he's only had one good season. He's only had one one decent season at Swindon. He hadn't really done much before that. I think, as fans, we're overhyping him to what he is. You know, yeah. I think we're trying to force a sale, but I don't think that sale's there because he would have already gone if that was the case. Well, they're rumoured to be looking for half a million quid, are they, for him, Dan? I wouldn't pay half a million quid for him. No, not on, not based on one half season. You know, if if that was, you know, if we had Charlie White, you know, I'm not saying we are signing him, but I'm saying if we still had him and they wanted someone wanted 500 grand to pay 500 grand for White because he's a proven, you know, goal scorer, whereas Young's done it for half a season yeah. in, a, in a Swindon a team which player. has absolutely dropped out of his ass. You know, he's yeah. a young player. I, I don't I don't see this hype around selling him. I don't think I don't think we will sell him because I don't think there's anyone there to buy. Everyone's bought up, aren't they? In the league. Yeah. Has anybody heard the press conference from today? From uh, the yeah, manager. Well, GA Two said sessions. He's trained fully today, full training session, so mm. that, and then also on about and then you're on about bringing players in as well. Yeah, so it was. Having a look at yeah. A yeah, it was. A permanent or loan. But I think we're looking at somebody in either League One, Two or National League to bring in. Because he, he said something about, well, we can't afford championship players. So I think we're looking at somebody from League One, League Two and probably National League to bring into the club. I think it'll be a player out of contract. I don't think we'll sign anyone. He also mentioned about Rayon Tullock as well after the game of the night and he was saying that his club don't even want him back. They want him to find another club. <laughs> just well, just to cloud, the, all, really, cloud the waters further. Yeah. Uh, I um, think, just, can I just make, oh, sorry, can I just make a quick point? Sure, go on then. I don't think we need any more strikers. You know, I don't think we need to be spending all... If we don't get rid of Young, there's no reason why we should. Dabish is there as a impact sub, whatever. Young can start for me. We've got Smith up front. I don't think there's all wrong. You know, do not score a lot of goals. He were unlucky on Tuesday. I think we really need to look at right-back cover and left-back yeah, cover. Sure. Right-back, if, if Halliday goes, we're absolutely up shit creek. Absolutely screwed. If Halliday goes, because there's only Gilead which can play there, and then yeah. left back we're stuck with Rydor, which you know he can make a good run, but that's about all Rydor can really do. I'm not being harsh; he's not the most intelligent player with the ball at his feet. He tends to run at players and just stops. I think we need them two positions. We've got far enough in defence and we've got far enough in midfield. I think it's the left and right back that we should be working and a goalkeeper so as well. So we need another Meza <laughs> and a backup keeper <laughs> and somebody to cover the holiday. Yeah. 
guys, just going to read a couple of comments that have come in while we've been chatting. Uh, this, uh, the cow's ass, uh, like those guys work. Um, they're talking about the pitches we, we, we were talking about earlier. They've said it's, but it's not 1999 anymore. The world and football world has moved on drastically. We're not a Premier League side, but are our training facilities adequate now and for the level we want to be at? And I think that's a fair point. It's a very fair to be point. Fair. Totally agree with it. I, I mean, it's a really good point. Um, and then uh, Bradford Brown, thanks for uh, commenting, buddy. Andy Cook's only had one good season, but look at what what he got out of it. Um, and and I think that you know if we're keeping young, then I think we've got that cover because we'll have him, Tyler Smith, etc. Uh, but I, I agree with, uh, with with Dan. I think we need fullback cover or wing backs, whatever we want to call them, and another keeper. Uh, and I think we should be all right then. One thing, um, if I may, about Cook. In a poor side mm. that's not playing well, he's still got, what is it, 11, 12 goals? He's 12 goals at Robin Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, ah, with he, no service, he, with well. no, you know, he's managed to get up to 12. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has. Um, okay. If he had a player with him. <laughs> Just a quick well, one on Cookie as well. Sorry to uh, jump in again. Well done, he, for me, it just looks like the squad's disinterested. I just think they know that they're not going to get in playoffs. Cook, to be fair to him, that drop that Hughes did around Christmas for him, I think it did him an absolute world of good. And I think Alexander needs to do so. I think he, I think all the fan base relies on Cook. He's a bit like. You're a bit like White, a bit like Hanson. You know, all the fan base expects Cook to score. And without that, we're absolutely screwed. I think he needs dropping for a couple of games to give his head back in game. And then might, you know, we might see some, some goals flying in if the service improves to him. I, I agree with you there, Dan. I 100% agree with you there, mate. Watching games with Andy Cook especially, I think... Teams have found out now how he plays and they crowd him out of the game and they torture him and he just... I, th I think he needs dropping and I 100% agree with Dan on that one. Uh, well, I, I'd said this on another space recently that I, if you've been watching Andy Cook recently, um, like closely, he's losing his temper hell of a lot with his pl pl the players around him because he's not getting the ball into where he wants it. They're not reading his runs correctly and things like that. So he seems to be getting more and more frustrated with each match that passes by. So, Dan, you know, it might be good just to give him a breather and take him out of it, just so he can collect himself and, and, and do what he needs to do. But, um, the, the, you know, but it, I feel sorry for him because when you're not getting the service coming in um, to him, Oh, you you know you're playing hoof ball up in the air, which he you know you can't do much if you've got two large central defenders on him. Um, it, it, it is going to frustrate you. Uh, yeah, we've got this. You know, you've got wing backs that can pull in and put a cross across. Um, you know, we've put more balls into the box. We you know we've got more chances of scoring. And I, I think sometimes we just you know and don't even get me started on the free kicks when we're not beating a first man. It's, it's, it's just irritating. Um, I just make a point. You know, you're saying he's arguing, you know, getting flustered and with his teammates. Just shows you 
the team ethic at the moment that if you you know i noticed it the other night smallwood having a you know little arguments cook having little arguments it just shows you that the whole thing around the club from fan base board you know ground players there's some sort of discontent and i think obviously the players will know what's going on you know with the fans and sparks but i think the team isn't good enough and I think the team know that they're not good enough and I think the more we go on the more that breakdown in team in the team will happen it's just it's a vicious cycle of Alexander needs to make changes to that team you know the team that played at Derby was arguably probably one of the better performances I've seen this season it wouldn't take a grand lot but I just don't understand the point of dropping point and Chapman. I, I'd have yeah, my Donald over Smallwood. I just didn't get that one. He just doesn't. He doesn't merit dropping them two players and McDonald, which did really well at Derby versus a decent Derby side. If we're going to add, why not give them a chance at league? Because we're not getting into playoffs. So yeah, I think I've given up on that. I give myself, them a we're missing Walker as well. Yeah, I think that's a given, to be honest exactly. with you. We've, we've not won. And um, when he's playing, the front players have a little bit more confidence that the ball's going to come through. We're missing his supply. We're missing his runs. Little balls in. It's just not happening, is it? We don't have I'll a just, replacement um, for him. I just want to um, just because uh, I've got to obviously look at both sides. Abandon Matt. Um, he, he points out and says, um, "Drop our only goal scorer." The smiley face. Um, you know, the, the, a good percentage of goals have come from Cup this season, but at the same time, we've not seen. We, we need him. You know, back scoring. Um, but we dropped our only goal scorer last year as well, and our only goal scorer at the moment. Ain't scoring any goals, is he? You know, we've had Halliday that scored on Tuesday. You know, it's not meant to be vindictive against Cook. It is meant to help him out because he did last season. I just yeah. don't think flogging him into the ground. And then you answer that question of if we flog him into the ground and play every week and he gets injured, we really are up shit's creek then, aren't we? We've had a yeah. couple of Facebook comments. We've had uh, Robbie. Cook is loving life. Three-year contract under his sleeve. He doesn't give a shit. Even if you drop him, he's still getting a paycheck. Simple as that. He knows what he's doing, treating the fans as mugs, even our manager. And then we've got, I think it's Louise. Agree, Cook needs dropping for a bit. But I wish he wouldn't play for penalties all the time. The ref won't give them. An interesting view. He does actually. I'll give him that. So he does complain at the ref a hell of a lot if you watch his game. Does more money to the ref than he actually runs to bowl. I noticed it on Tuesday. He suffers a bit in certain way that Anson used to, doesn't he? He's a target. And he's trying to win. He'd be a target though, isn't he? If he scores 30 odd goals oh, a yes, season, other teams are going to cotton on. Other teams are going to cotton on to it. It's down to Alexander to now, you know, come up with some creativity. Yeah, he. He's got to basically kind of look at ways where he can open up defences and bring Andy Cook in. It's yeah, that's his job at the end of the day, isn't it? To unlock, you know, unlock a team and, and find a winning formula. 
it might be a bit controversial here, but does anybody else think that when Cook isn't playing, the other players feel that they've got more freedom to actually shoot and take shots? Like, I've, I've noticed that a couple of times personally this season, when one of the other maybe midfielders have taken a shot and it's gone sky wide, and then straight away Cook is stood there and verbally abusing this player, what confidence is that giving the other players to then actually take that chance on next time? Or is that why players then step back and think, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not confident enough to Did do you ever this? see Bobby Campbell play? Unfortunately, I was never... No, well, all, all I'm, I'm saying is, McCall, Mega... Uh, Mark Wallace, what a, player. what a player indeed. But if he didn't get that ball where he wanted it, those players knew about it. Mine, Singleton, John Hendry. John Hendry were terrified of him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, as well, Lee, he knew how to win a penalty, did Bobby he Campbell as well? Did. He certainly did. He bled every game because of that injury he had <laughs> when he was younger with his shin. I'll just make a point on what Jamie said there. Is you know, I don't think he. I don't think other players do. You know, Edouard did it. Gilead nearly scored on. Well, he did really with his assist. I just don't think that there's any desire. Uh, you know, there's no one apart from Gilead that does try and shoot. Because Smallwoods will end up probably in Foster Square car park. Edouard just runs around at the ball then and gets in everybody's way. Don't do much. Gets in like Osa Davy yeah. did. You know, there's nobody there. I, Kyle Reed reminds me of the last player that would actually take a shot from wherever on pitch, regardless if it goes in or not. I can't remember a player that's done it since. And I just think it's going back down to poor recruitment. We, late, well, not even poor, lazy recruitment. You know, I think that we go with what we know. We've already got too many players. There's just too many. There's too much deadwood. The, you know, we get rid of Deadwood and then replace them with more Deadwood. You know, I don't think this right signing, I don't think this right signing is going to do any good. I think his confidence is shot at Plymouth. You know, he didn't look, he didn't look fit on Tuesday. Yeah, it's have to look and good I just, in that performance, though, wouldn't it? Well, it would, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you on that. I just, it just stinks of. It's really easy. We know it'll get fans back on side, and guess what? Indolent. You know. Groups wouldn't be having meetings like this if we were all confident. It just needs to be transparent, doesn't it? You know. We're told nothing. You know when when we signed a player, the goalkeeper, for instance, I've got no wrong with that. You know, we've got to take a chance. We took a chance on Lewis, and it it paid off, to be fair to Gent. Mm -hmm. You know. I don't think gent recruitment has actually been that bad. It's not been as bad as it was before. We've got Halliday, we've got Cook, uh, um, right back, Hall- I said Halliday, Lewis. I don't think there's been some awfully bad signings in there. I don't think what it's rich, been terrible, but it's not been brilliant. As well, so. You know, we've got to look at bounce that. We've got, we, you know, f- since the last what white that's the only fee we've got for a player for lewis do you think the right situation do you think it is a pr stunt or do you think the town's right to bring it they're both 
I think, I think Plymouth are looking. He's a good player. I think Plymouth are looking to offload him because he won't fit in there, giving him fingers salute. What if so? Yeah, that's what we heard about. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Wright has not played in a while at Plymouth because apparently some fan said to him and then said something to him and he flicked, uh, flicked him V's. So that's why apparently he's uh, not been playing at Plymouth. Fans don't like him. I just think it's <laughs> just a comment on the right signing, though. So, yeah, it might be a little bit of PR, etc. That's fine. But if he puts in performances like Pereira did when he came back for a second time, oh, right. That PR will backfire massively. <laughs> I don't. Can I make? I don't even think it'll backfire massively. I think because everyone that says you know it'll backfire, it wouldn't even shock me. It wouldn't. You know when the club come out with these idiotic statements in TNA, it just doesn't even surprise me. Oh, it's just. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Joking, joking. I didn't get started. I did I did get started on him, and I'm not going to say what I think I should say on here. But <laughs> I think we're lazy from the top down. But if you look at the club, we're lazy on the pitch. Fans can't be asked going to games anymore. The CEO's just lazy and goes down the same easy. And Rupp just uninterested. We're just a lazy football club. Hmm. Like uh, what Dan's saying now. It's like on social media, like on especially on Twitter. I follow quite a few other league teams just to be nosy, see what transfers. But the admin, the admins on like other groups, like for other teams, they're fantastic. They're doing stuff, and we aren't like you're saying, uh, like Steve was saying. When was the last time did we have like uh, a training, like like match day thing or training video put out? They just don't seem to care anymore. And I understand, agree. I think it's laziness, and I think the club can't be asked. And the fans are now turning to say, oh, we can't be asked with this anymore. And they voted in the numbers, i.e. like on the Tuesday, where they just can't be asked to turn into games. We're 16th in league, I think, uh, if I've looked at table. And people are just fed up. Like I always say, it's Groundhog yeah. Day. We get a new manager. We think we're going to smash the league. We think we're going to be league too massive, attendance FC United or whatever it is. Climb up that league, but we don't. Do you, think, do you think falling down the there's, like, with everybody saying, you know, they're, they're arguing on pitch and they're doing this, they're not putting these videos out because they might actually be fighting with each other in training. <laughs> so, they, do you know what I mean? They're not going to film that, there's, there's, there's not that um, vibe around the club. It certainly is not. Even the fans, we've all got different opinions. Do you know what, you know what we remind me of? Um... One of my mates is a Yeovil fan, and it just—it's an absolute copy and paste of how they they drop from Championship, they drop from League One, they drop from League Two, they drop from National League to National League South. The fans stop engaging, the fans stop coming. You know, it all got nasty on social media. There were, you know, people against people. You know, it it just screams that we're going to go down next year or year after or whenever if we do go down. And once we do go down, you're going to drop 10,000 season tickets. Yeah, we've got more than do you that, think it's you know? a sinking ship, Dan? I, I think it's a sinking ship, but I think it can be put right back on calls just with a little bit of communication. You know, you all the fans want is a bit of communication from the club. Look when they put that ground video on, that groundsman doing that. The feedback from that, you know, were brilliant. That's all we ask for. We don't ask, you know, we didn't ask under Mark Long to go up to Championship and Premier League. We just asked, 
that you be real and stop yeah. lying because that's what Spikes does. He's, you know, these leaner and meaner and no no room for mediocrity. It's just, it feels like he's trying to prove a point against the fans where he should be working with us, but he's just knuckle-head in us. I know that most... That's no way to win a club. If they could see the effort in those players, if they could see that they did care, they'd get behind them. Every time we've already we always, always we've always said that yeah. like we've we've always said that we've we we I mean every time basically somebody signs for our club we say give hundred percent on the pitch and we'll back here we'll we'll, we'll you'll be adored right and you know exactly that's right. I can't see that happening. happening I can't and see that's the thing that's wrong and that's what's putting a lot of people's backs up as well. What what I will say, and um, just to uh, touch on what Dan was saying, I will say this: it's the first time for a long time that I've seen our fans actually kind of united, really in in a in a fairly common view. They they sense that something's not quite right at the club. Everybody's talking about the communication, which you know, if we're being honest, has completely dropped off the. You know, off the cliff. You know, even Halifax Town are putting out training videos and things like that. You know, we're, we're not getting anything except messages to sell us something well, we all or donate something. That's it. Went we're, out years ago, but we seem to still operate it at Bradford. Keep them in just seen, and that's what they're doing with us. We're just seen as cash cows. That's what it feels yeah. like. We don't feel like, you know, every time it's to sell us a membership, sell us shirts, sell us a DVD, or sell us a season ticket, or whatever. It's that constant, we want you to put money in, but there's nothing coming back out. You know, we're not yeah. going up the league. We're not going, you know, we're not going down, but we're not going up. Do you know what it is, Dan? I think we've lost our backbone as a club. Yeah. I think we've lost I think we've lost her as, as identity. Yeah. You know, you know, club a football club is about fans. You know, you don't have any fans. You don't have a club. You don't have a football club, and yeah. you know we're losing that bond between that bond that we had last season or the Parky era. You know that bond between the fans. It it were glue, and now it just seems they just don't care. You know, yeah, it's that well, regress. Like like many of you guys, I was at Wembley against Swansea and we're getting paggered and it's just a sea of flags all around us and singing, even though we're 5-0 down. So, you know, like good yeah, it made the hairs on the back of my neck yeah. stand up. Um, and, and that's right, that, that was the glue. Because even though we got spanked, everybody was in it together. Everybody. Valley Parade rocked. Um, and I just, at this moment in time, I worry about the future of the club right now. There's a, a documentary out on Amazon. Uh, there's two. There's, I think it's the five-year plan, uh, QP. I've got that on my YouTube channel if you want to watch that. But another one is the fall and rise of Pompey, our club. And I watched that the other week, and it was, it's fantastic how like the fans took over the club and the, made the club better. And like I know that we've, with the fans' forum on... Monday, I think it is, in the Latvian club in Bradford. Yeah. That day, that night, it could change Bradford City for the good. We need to make sure, as fan base, we yeah. are heard and it's acted upon. Well, I think the point on, you know, investing into the club, I think 
you know, when it happened with Pompey, there wasn't such a difficult time with bills and cost of inflation. I think that's going to be an absolutely impossible job unless we get bought out by, you know, unless he's going to sell it to us for a million quid. You know, if he's asking, he's going to be asking more than six and a half million. I'm not going to say ten because I don't know, but he's going to be asking more than six and a half because that's what he's that's putting. What he's quoted in it, ten. You, you know, you know. Six and a half million makes sense. He bought it for five and a half, inflation, whatever, six and a half million. No one, you know, that's what nearly fucking three grand per fan ain't going to happen. You know, this whole owned by fans can only happen if we get into serious trouble and nearly go bust. Um, I just think... I went and back and watched the Adams interview on us the other day. And, you know, every word that he says... A, little, a small club mentality in a massive ground and a massive fan base. And week upon week, it just becomes more true. I think we need to lower our expectation while we've got Rupp in charge because I don't think we're going anywhere. I think we're a small club run like a small club in a big ground. I just can't see progression. Well, Dan, as you know, um, we're collaborating with the City event to run this forum on Monday. Uh, one of the questions that we, we've got, which we want to try and get answered, is, is the club up for sale? And the reason we want to ask that is because at this moment in time, if Rupp wants to sell, then he has to come out and officially put it up for sale. Because you're not going to get any buyers you know, or kind of garner people's attention if you don't officially put it up for sale. That's the first thing. If he's not putting up to, for sale because he's not in a rush to sell it, then what are you going to do then to basically kind of um, increase um, the value of the club? How are you going to invest? And what's the plan to basically get, first of all, League One football and then Championship football? What's that plan? Now, if you ask any fan on here right now, I can guarantee not one of us knows what that plan is. Not one of us. We have no idea. Um, all we know is that we've got, you know, as, as soon as night is, you know, turns to day, we're going to get messaging very shortly about renewing and all these cliche videos and things like that and renewing our season tickets because we've got to support the club. Um, but the thing is, it, to get that support, you've got to give us something to basically go, right, that's what we're aiming for. It's really, you know, if we are a selling club and we're a League Two club, let's not forget that, then fine. You know, put the structures in place, get Gent basically putting in youth searches and go buy that talent with a view that you're going to sell it, right? You can still build a side where you, you're selling stuff and still kind of grow, and then you're not in a position where you do have to sell because you've got more money coming in. But the, the fact is right now is... Nobody knows what, what the future of the club's going to look like. Nobody knows what our ambition is. You know, some would argue on, on, this, on this space right now that we have no ambition. Some would argue that we have no plan. And actually, the reason why fans are in the position they are at the moment and you know, the voices are getting louder across our supporter base is that you know, they're not seeing that plan. They've, there's nothing to hold on to as a, as, as a supporter of this club other than tradition and that we've always gone there on a Saturday and a Tuesday and we've followed them forever and a day. That's the problem that we've got right now. Are you going to renew your season ticket, Steve? Um, I don't know right now, Johnny, hmm. to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm the same, you know, take my hat off of what I'm doing with this. 
I'm the same as every other fan. You know, on one hand, I'm going, I don't want to basically kind of cost the club your stability, should we say financial stability, because I don't want to go and admin again, and I don't want all that crap. It was a nightmare. Um, but on the other hand, uh, side of things, I'm looking at, well, is is Rupp, does Rupp and Sparks only understand the lock, the, the loss of money? Because I'm, I'm going to renew, uh, because I'll, I know I'll probably get berated, but I like the club. Uh, I follow it home and away, and I enjoy going. Uh, as it looks at minute from my point of view, it's a roller coaster, I would say. And we're at the bottom of this roller coaster, and we need to start moving up that roller coaster. I think we're just having a blip, and I'm gonna. I know we're not my United or Liverpool, but my United Liverpool, especially Liverpool, their sacked managers left, right, and centre a couple of years back. Uh, I know they had Kevin uh, Kevin Dalglish and then they had other managers and eventually they changed and they started climbing up again I know they got Jurgen Klopp in and they went and started winning games and stuff and they ended up coming Premier League champions but like on the other scale my United are doing what Liverpool are doing <laughs> they're down there I just want to if people can use the emojis at the bottom thumbs up if you're going to renew thumbs down if you're not going to renew and I just get a general just a general thing of if you're going to renew or not and none if you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, none if you're not sure. Um, can I just can I make a point on do. your? Um, can I make a point on your um, comparison to Liverpool? Yeah, I'm gonna break it, but we've already been there. We've already done that with Parky. You know, we came off that Peter Taylor era in 2010 of the worst football that some have seen behind John Doherty. You know, how many times of a club should we have to do that? You know, don't forget Liverpool have got, and Man United have got absolutely unlimited money, basically. You don't get that with, you know, us. People compare us to Luton a lot, but Luton spent a hell of a lot of money getting back up them leagues. And they had a big board, they had a big recruitment team, they had a big fitness team. We don't have any of them. We've got to start from scratch. We've got to start from trainers, you know, board staff, we need uh, communication with the club uh, as fans you know, we don't have that to build because there's no, it, it comes back every time, it sounds cliche, it comes back to there's no frigging communication we yeah. can't, you know it was like when um, the two two owners took over in 2017 you know, as much as Rahik was an absolute raging lunatic on every proportionary scale, at least he actually spoke to the fans every week. At least you were there. You know, he might have been an absolute raving moron, but you can't fault his communication because he were there. He said what you know. He said what were on his mind. He said that we want to go to the Premier League. Regardless, that's passed now. But we need a Rahik, but not near the football team. <laughs> If you get what I mean by that, I, I, yeah. I think as well, Dan. You know, and just touching your point, Johnny. You know, those transition periods. You can you can see, but Bradford City are on the longest transition period that's ever happened in football. 
Uh, and the thing is with transition periods were in clubs that uh, yeah, they maybe do a couple of seasons, but in those couple of seasons, there's a, there's a plan that they're actually working to. And we did go through, uh, uh, I think in, I can't remember, maybe Richmond days where we said, right, we've got this plan. This is a plan we're going to do. This is where we're going. But Bradford at the moment, Bradford city, uh, they're not in transition. They're in. They're, they're basically kind of. They've got a hole in the in the uh, the hull of the ship, and it's letting in water. And it's been letting in water for five to six, maybe longer, seven years. Um, and and until the club starts to communicate and be honest about this is where we are. This is the money situation. We haven't. You know, we we've got a good budget, but ultimately, there's lots of things that we need to do with it. I think if they said to fans, look, you know, we might basically have to transition for a couple of seasons um, and we'll do our best. We'll, we'll, we'll still try to get playoffs or whatever and, and, and be ambitious. But, you know, the, the long-term project is that we're going to basically look to put a youth structure in. We're going to look to improve our facilities. We're going to look at options, how we can buy the, the ground and things like that. Uh, then I think fans of, the, of our club would go, okay, Fair enough. And then if you brought in quarterly forums, they can then basically say, well, these are the key key points from that plan. This is where we are. This is the progress we're making. I think most fans of our club would go, fair enough. I think that's that's fine. There's a plan there. We can see progress on it, you know. And then we can get back to doing what we do best and, and roaring the boys on. Because I don't think any one of us wants to be in a situation like this where – we're second guessing a, a, a you know a club, and in this case, an individual or uh, two individuals of our club, in terms of what the future of our club's going to be, because mm. we just they just won't talk to us. Yeah, because if we're needing like change and stuff like that, everyone needs to work together. It's like I know there's I think issues with the like the official supporters board at the minute. Uh, asking questions and stuff like that and seem to be getting not like they're asking like easy questions so the club are like oh yeah whatever so if we all work together we can make change happen can That's exactly right can I just say from there, thank there. you I've got to get off because I've got a show to get ready for now so take care everyone and stay strong thanks Lee you're welcome no. Sorry, just Dan. Make, no, it's all right, Dora. Um, on your point, you, you bang on. You, you, you know, you, you're absolutely spot on. You know, you look at when we get three or four results together, you know, fans get excited because we get excited at the smallest of things because, you know, it's quite a depressing thing Look, following Bradford. There's no talk forward to It's shit week in, week out. You know, when we get them four results, you know, people say, oh, well, the noise and stuff goes away. Well, of course it will. That's human nature. That happens at every football club. But, you know, you look in previous seasons, you know, we get a line of results. We, we, we got Hughes and then it went away for about three months, four months, five months, whatever. Bad few results, it, it starts creeping back in. I think at the moment we could win 10 games on the bounce and I still think the negative energy could be there. I still don't think you're going to get rid of it. I think the fan base has got past that line of just fed up and pissed off that there needs to be drastic change. And I'm not talking about a few articles on TNA, bigging up your uh, CEO stance here, you know, 
bigging up your CV. Well, Dan, can I just read what um, what somebody's put yeah. here? I'm just trying to find the comment now because it's actually relevant to what you've just said. Um, so it's Steve Stephen Robinson. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate you commenting. There's there's a deeper rooted problems than players at our club. Danny Cowley didn't want the job. Carl Robinson declined an interview. Both joined clubs below us in League Two. There's something wrong with our club. Football is a village. People talk. What do they know that we don't? And I think that I think that's a bang on the money. To be fair, we've sacked thirteen managers. Uh, no, not thirteen. We've had thirteen. We've sacked seven permanent managers in eight, seven years. That's what the problem is. Because you know, if you're going to go to Bradford. No matter what you do, like why would Cowies tarnish the the brand of uh, Cowie Brothers? The one. Why would you come here? You know, Adams were out of work. Uh, Alexander were out of work. Hughes were out of work. All these have got more to lose. If they get sacked, they can do it trying. But you know, we're not going to get managers. You know, like Cowies, whatever Robinson that are stable, they know they can go to another club, which gets more back in, which gets more, you know, you can go to Barrow, and they have more money than us. Barrow have more money than us. That's no disrespect on Barrow, but in terms of money put in from the board, you take away 5,000 season tickets, you're going to lose 600 grand. Then you've got the ground rent, another 500 grand, 400 grand. You've lost a million. You've lost a million before you've even put a foot on p- field. Yeah. So you can go to Barrow, which have this tiny little shit ground. But guess what? They don't pay 500 grand for their ground. So they've got that to spend on players. That You know, that's that's the problem of us. We've got too much outgoings and not enough incomings. You know, these cheap season tickets, they're an absolute wonder. But, you know, when Barrow charged four, five hundred quid a season ticket, you know, they could have three, the third of the amount of fans, but they're still going to make exactly what we make. You know, you, that's that's the problem we're getting. With, do you know the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the theme park. So the guy who owned the ground, he's got that theme park, and it was the theme park. Flamingoland. Yeah, so Flamingoland, we've got that out there, advertisement plastered on side of our badges on the sleeve. Yeah. Do you think the communication is with him to try to like lower the rent or to basically to help us out? Do you think the communication's there even to put a bit of more money in? Do you think they're trying to fix the broken you bridge? You can't lower it. He couldn't lower it because the pension fund, it, it pays his pension fund every year. So if he lowers it more than 500 grand, it, he, you know... It's his pension fund. He ain't going to do that because he knows there's a catch-22 because he'll either say, well, if you don't like it, move out. So, you know, we did that devil deal, when was it, 2002? Did we sign that deal? Yeah, I think it's coming up for 2028 for renewal. So, you know, the deal with the devil, you know, we did that to get ourselves out of the shit, but problem is... Ruppin' going to buy it back because it's going to cost what is it, about five and a half million to pay out the pension fund or something like that. Mm. You know, we're stuck in that catch twenty-two where we've got five hundred grand or whatever the amount is going out at a playing budget before you've even kicked a ball before you've signed a player, and then sacking Hughes, sacking Adams, Grayson, Boyer, 
uh, and a lot of them, how much were they paying every time? Well, they paid quarter of a million to sack Hughes, and that won't come out of this year's playing budget. It'll come out of next year's. And when we sack Adams in... Uh, Alexander, sorry, in six months, that'll come out of the playing budget. We're in this vicious circle of, we have no money, we know that, but the money we do have, we piss up the wall every season. It's just... I just think we're a rotten club from top down. I just don't... Without Rupp going, I really don't see a way that we're going to change. Well, like I said, uh, Dan, the first point he's got to do is he's got to officially put it up for sale. So yeah, and we got, don't know that. Yeah. I've got one question for Dan. Uh, so, Crawley, uh, they got took over by the thingy people. The uh, wacky people. Yeah. What would you would you say now? You wish they were in charge. Do you wish? I know people no. take the piss out of them. Do you wish they were in charge no. of our club? Do Do I fuck? Do I hell? Because that's a fairy tale story which will go horribly, horribly wrong in in the years to come when they get bored of the little endeavour. Admittedly, they're doing better than us at the moment, but I'd rather have a financial stable of uh, nothing than them lot investing stupid amounts of money into players because even I, to a limit, wouldn't want them in the club because some of the signings that they've made for money, you know... I, I, no, not that's not for me. Even on a level, not for me that one. Okay, guys, um, we've been going an hour and a half. I'm probably. Uh, I think it's been a really good space. Actually, we've covered quite a lot. Um, is there any more questions from anybody? Does anybody want to talk about the forum on Monday night? Um, anybody got anything else to add about the recruitment? Um, what well, you know, and we'll we'll do probably another five minutes, and then we'll let you get back to your evenings because it's knocking on half eight now for everybody. Is that forum Sorry. getting broadcasted on Monday? Um, okay, Dan. So we the the Vent boys put this together very very quickly, as you're probably aware. Um, and we don't uh, we're, we're going to look to live stream it somehow, but we don't have fantastic equipment for it. So we are going to try and find a way to, to live stream it. Um, we just don't think the quality is going to be magnificent, but we're going to do our best. What we are going to do is we're going to produce detailed notes afterwards, which I'll publish on um, Bradford City Independent website. And I think uh, I'll, I'll have to confirm this with the vent guys, um, but um, we'll publish it there as well. So it'll be completely transparent, uh, etc. Um, unless we're um, uh, talking about potential protests or things like that, which will kept will be, be kept within uh, that forum for that night. I'll just make a, a quick point. If you do need an undoing that, um, message me on Twitter because I know a little bit about that. So if you need a hand, need any equipment, just give me a message. Cool. Uh, Dan, what, I'd say is, uh, what I'd say, mate, if you could and you'd be kind enough, would you get in touch with Adam Williams and just have a chat with him? Because um, he's um, he's handling that side for us at the moment. But um, I I'm sure that he'd be uh, indebted if uh, if you could provide any help. His DMs are closed. I can't message him on Twitter. So okay. if, you, if you could just ask him to message me if he needs any assistance and I, I can help him out on that. Yeah, leave that with me. I'll, I'll sort yeah, that. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, mate. Uh, Jamie. Yeah, just a quick thing with this thing that's happening on on Monday night. Obviously, the, the fans fans forum. 
with the fans forum. Obviously, we have a lot of fans that that are not on social media. Mm. Are, are we actually contacting like BBC Radio Leeds to actually promote the event, or is it going to be a down key event? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we have made contact with media outlets. I'm not going to say who they are at the moment um, because um, some outlets are have a relationship with the club, yeah. um, and we have to step carefully um, with respect because we don't obviously want to lose potential platforms that could help our supporters um get their voice across so I, I can't reveal too much about that and forgive me guys i, I would but i i don't um but I, I can confirm we are talking to um to media outlets at the moment about what we're trying to do um but with respect to to media um they want to have something juicy at the moment to work with right now this forum on monday is about instead of moaning on social media and you know and us running these spaces which are quite happy to do and because it's great to hear people's points of view but we have to start to fundamentally look at uh, us as supporters regardless of views um looking at what kind of action that we can take and how we get our voice heard um because right now i can confirm we've written to to the club um on numerous occasions we've invited them socially so their social team have seen that we've invited and they haven't haven't responded to us in any way whatsoever um part of it is because we're not officially recognized as an official supporters representative which is why we're trying to get our membership up at the moment um, um, but obviously, uh, you know, he's he's Sparks is only giving interviews at the moment to um, to sources that um, he's comfortable with, should we say? I know that Jamie Rayner is hoping to get an interview with him in the new year. Uh, sorry, in just after the transfer window. Um, so we'll probably hear something on Radio Leeds from him. What will be said there? I don't know. I don't know whether Rayner will challenge him as I think he needs to be challenged, but saying that Jamie does have a, a bit of a backbone about him and, yeah. and a bit between his teeth. Um, but um, yes, we are in short answer. We are in touch with media. We are talking to them, but I've got to get a little bit more momentum and a little bit more unity around the plan. First of all, um, and you know, we are contemplating protests of some type. Uh, we are looking at kind of ways to uh, disrupt, uh, but ways that are not going to cause problems to the club in terms of being penalised, etc., or fined, or things like that. Um, uh, it's more um, more of the tactics that we have. Um, so, and, and I'll explain more about those on, on Monday at the forum. Perfect, thanks. Any other any other questions? Anybody else wants to just quickly speak before we uh, we wrap up for tonight? Um, or you can you can DM me. I'm at I'm at Bantam one eight seven three. You can DM me privately if you want to to put a question to me. I'll, I'll as most people who who've engaged with me, I'm very honest and very transparent. I've got nothing to hide, but I am a supporter like you guys, a long time supporter, and um, I think it's just a case of we have to basically kind of look now. Uh, because supporters are uneasy right now uh, across the board. I just want to say thanks for and uh, thank you for everybody coming. This will be going out as a podcast on podcast services and on YouTube and other social sites as well.
Um, I hope you've enjoyed it, guys. Um, thanks to all our speakers. Thanks to everybody who's made comments. And thanks to you for just taking some time out your evening. I know um, you're all busy and you've got your lives and things like that, but I can't stress enough right now, um, if we don't unite as a fan base and try to get the club to basically listen and react to what we're doing and give us a plan to go forward with, then we're always going to get what we're getting right now. There's, there's, you know, we need change. I believe we need to put a plan. What that is, if Rupp does go or decides to pull his investment, what do we do? You know, those are fair questions to ask. Um, it can't just be a, let's get Rupp out of the club. I believe he does need to go. That's my own personal opinion. I think that we're just, we're driftwood at the moment, but we have to have a plan behind it. Otherwise, you know, the future of the club is at risk. I, I'm, I'm sorry if that sounds dramatic, but I believe that's where we are right now as a, as a, a club. I think that there is some serious issues and um, it's very telling when a club goes um, insular and doesn't basically then start to respond to its customer base. Um, um, you know, so, you know, please, if you can attend on, on Monday, please come along. All's welcome. It, you know, if you're up in, it doesn't matter. Everybody, we want to come along and just um, help us put together a plan that gets our club back on track and gets the you know the ambition back um and then gets us as supporters back to doing what we want to do go on a saturday and tuesday have a laugh with our mates raw city on hopefully get three points and go home that's it that's it guys thanks for coming along we'll wrap up here um enjoy your rest of your evenings and uh, hopefully i'll see a lot of you on monday at the forum thank you johnny for coming on as well it's been a pleasure mate appreciate it cheers all the best, guys. Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.